What's up, everybody? It's another week of Tasia Talks. And <laughs> you know who I am. I'm your host, <laughs> Tasia. With the mouse. Right. The host <laughs> with the mouse. Anyway, okay, I'm, I'm Tasia. Okay. And I have my missing person from last week. I found them. <laughs> she found me, y'all. She found me. I'm tired a little found bit. Them. A little bit. Got my co-host here today, um, and oddly enough, my other co-host is missing. So, <laughs> but <laughs> we just trading out places. That's all. That's right, all. right. Life happens, so we don't um, we don't hold anybody too hard right, for this right, because right. we we all have lives outside of this podcast. Even though we do come on here every day, um, well, every week, excuse me, to tell you about our experiences and what's going on in the world around us. So, right. of course, I got my co-host. Yes, ma'am. It's your girl, Red. I'm back. Um, had to take a little step back last week, but I am grateful to be back. I'm so happy to have you back. If you at all, at any time, feel the need to tell us anything, you can reach us at Tasia Talks Podcast, and that's talks with an S, at gmail.com um talk to us nice because we, <laughs> we, we please don't talk it. to us nice right we won't play the disrespect okay. uh today we have a really good subject to talk about today um lessons learned Whew. <laughs> i'm gonna take a breath after that lessons learned okay. deep breath deep breath You know, we're getting into our 30s and we're looking back on life and we're just thinking about all the things that transpired and happened. And there's a lot of lessons you learn at age 30. It's like when when you turn 30, it's like like everything just opens up and you're like, wow, what? You know, your legs start popping, but your brain starts just like opening up. Like, I'm you serious. That check engine light comes on. That check engine. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't, you know, but it's not that bad. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm 30, da da da. It's really not that bad, y'all. It's it's, it's pretty awesome being 30. It's not yeah. a too old of an age, it's not too young, but it's like yeah. right in that that good That's right. Right. You really live in your life, you know? Right. You learning yourself. Do you have any hardcore lessons that you felt like when you turned 30, it was just like an eye opener for you? Oof. Do I? <laughs> How much time you got, girl? How much well, time you, you got? Know what? Wait, we got 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> all right. I can, I, can, I can break it down to a few of them. I ain't going to tell all my business, but okay, I got a few. Okay. We listen um, to what you will tell us, and we're we're thankful that you will. Right, right. So, like I said, um, when you hit the thirties, you you're honestly learning yourself. Your twenties was fun. Hopefully, you know if you had fun, it was fun. But it's like when you hit the thirties, you really start seeing like who you are, like things that you do, things you don't tolerate, food that your stomach just can't you know handle anymore. You know what I'm saying? But you learn yourself. And I feel like my biggest lesson in my 30s was just learning who I was, um, embracing who I was. I felt like in my 30s, I really just wasn't, 
I wasn't really li- necessarily living for me. I was just kind of going through the motions. And you felt like that in your twenties? Yeah, I okay. feel like in my twenties, I was just kind of like, all right, well, you know, if I want to hang out all night, that's what I'm gonna do. Even though I probably should be studying, or if I want to go to work, well, you know, it is what it is. Like I just, there was no clear path that I was really on. I was just kind of like living in the moment. But when I hit my thirties. It was like, all right, all of a sudden, the job that I had for like six years, it wasn't, it wasn't doing anything for me. I was like, uh, all right, in my 20s, this was cool. You know, I was learning stuff. I was moving up, but it just wasn't fulfilling to me. All of a sudden, I wanted to go back to school and I started looking at different jobs and I decided to take um, a career leap. So I learned who I was through... <laughs> my job I figured out that I love working in mental health so I feel like mental health is important that was one of the things that I learned about myself that hey you know it's okay to go to therapy it's okay to take meds if you have anxiety issues or depression um you know it's okay to get help you know because I felt like I would never ask for help I was just like hey I'm in this on my own I did this to myself I'll, I'll get myself out but I realized that, that was nothing but my pride. Like, I had issues with actually asking people for help. I always felt like, nah, I don't need I don't need that. But I was quick to give people help. But it was like, if I needed it, I was not going to ask. So I hit my 30s, started working in mental health. All of a sudden, the teenage girls and boys I was working with, like, I understood them. I understood their behaviors because I felt like when I was in my teens, you know early 20s I was still on some of the stuff they was on you know running the streets and stuff like that when I should have been in school skipping school um when I got to college you know I just I treated it as a party so in my 30s I'm realizing a lot of things that I did when I was in my 20s I I pretty much could have set myself up for success had I not did them had I actually been a little more focused and I you know actually embraced who I was, like I, I was a people person, you know, I should have been working with people um, and not just working with people, but helping them with something that I actually deal with too. I felt like mental health was a huge thing for me. So when I met these girls, it was like, dang. Whew. You saw I, yourself. I, girl, did I? In different, in different forms, I was like, okay. I can help her with this. I've been through that. Okay, I know why she's doing that. It was like I saw myself in these girls. Because Life has a know, way of doing that. Life has a very absolutely. big way of doing that, making you really see yourself. <laughs> Put a mirror to your face. It will. It absolutely will. And, you know, I felt like when I started learning who I was, like, I felt like my path got easier for me to walk. All of a sudden, I wasn't, um, I wasn't afraid to take the the leap. You know, I'm I'm actually thinking about getting another part time job, still in the same career field, um, but just because I want the experience. Because I know I'm about to go back to school in the fall, so right now I'm just trying to get as much experience I can. And um, recently, I've been working with my IDD side of my unit, and. I actually, I'm starting to connect with them too. Um, I'm learning their temperaments. I'm learning how to talk to them and 
I'm like, okay, so I'm I'm branching out to different areas, and I just feel like the more I learn about myself, um, and the more you know, the risk I take for myself, um, the more you know, the more my path has become clear. It's it's easier for me to walk. It's easier for me to get up in the morning. Um, it's definitely helped me become a better mother, which we can get into it later because I can talk for for days on that. But motherhood was definitely another big, big, big lesson. Um, and just part of it was just learning me. Uh, I saw myself in my kids. And I realized, like, okay, my daughter throwing a tantrum. That anger looked like mine, so I knew how to handle it. With my son, you cannot force my son to do nothing he don't want to do. And if that ain't me, you're not going to tell me what to do. Like, if I said, no, baby, it, I meant no. That's it. So uh, learning myself and, like, you know, seeing my little mir- my little mirrors, my little mini-me's, I'm like, all right, got to tighten up on how I talk because the little one, she's a little fiery. She got three going on 21. And I'm just like, all right. Shout out to all the kids out there teaching the adults the real lessons. <laughs> Listen, okay. My kids said, oh, we're about to teach you about yourself. We're little mirrors. Here you go. So it's making me have to, like, walk differently. You know, I have to watch what I say. I have to watch what I do. They're always watching me. So I'm grateful that I'm learning myself because the more I learn about me, the more I can teach them about themselves because they are basically they're me they're their dad so the things that I struggle with I don't want them to have to struggle with it because I know the little one she got she got a little anger you know she she got a little anger and when she don't want to do something she's just gonna hook you you know okay it might not be a little about be a lot but oh. I'm learning how to girl <laughs> One day I'm gonna bring her on the air. I'm gonna just let y'all talk to her. She she can actually hold a conversation, even though she's three. You know what? I'm ready for that because I know the listeners don't really know this, but Red has two absolutely brilliant children. Like her oldest son is a little mastermind. He's talented. He's gifted. He's so intelligent. He's you know on the quieter side, but he's so he's so special he really is and her youngest little girl is just full of life and just energetic and articulate and both of her children are just like extremely extremely intellectual to be so young so her and um their father has done an an impeccable job (laughs) with them honestly they're they are we trying we trying (laughs) One of a kind little gems. I love them. Yes, girl. But I love that. I love it, girl. Well, you talk to us because you know you was there for some of my lessons, so I know. <laughs> like all of your lessons. <laughs> okay, so you know I can keep on going, but I'm gonna let you take over. I'm gonna let you take over. We can come back to me, um, but um. So I guess there's there's kind of like three major lessons that come to the forefront when I think about like lessons learned. And um, the first lesson, I know I talk about me losing my mom a lot, but you have to talk about these things because not only is it therapeutic, but 
when you lose someone, you tend to live in this realm of that you didn't really lose them. Um, <laughs> and it kind of becomes like this uh, delusion. And it's okay to lose someone, you know? Like, that's, right. that's not the end of the world to lose them. And it's okay to not forget them or to act like, you know, everything's fine. Sometimes everything's not fine. And that leads into my first lesson learned. Um, When I lost my mom, I learned to allow myself to feel however I feel. And that saying became like a beacon for me to grow and for me to, to just evolve because so many people feel like they have to grieve, feel like they have to be happy, feel like they have to suck it in, feel like they have to push, feel like they can't be mad, feel like they can't be angry. Um, And when all that happened to me, I was very angry at God. Very angry. I'm talking about, I was angry. I was like, how could you do this? Like, how could you take the one constant thing in my life that means everything to me? Like, how could you, how could you do this? How could you be a God and say you're going to do like, how could you be a loving, merciful God and do this? Right. And I was, I just had a mix of emotions. Like you don't know how to feel. Anyone who knows my mom knows that she's like the, she's not like, she is the most beautiful person that this earth could have ever had. Like she really is. That's mom dude. I don't right. call too many people mom, but that's mom dude, right? Right. There. And it's like I'm not biased because it's my mom literally my mom had me and my brother, but she had multiple children. Everybody sure was did. her child. She sure did. Um, and she treated them as such. She gave them all the love. Everyone wanted to talk to her. Literally, I had to share my mom with everybody. But I'm not mad at that. She's a beautiful person, so I understand people gravitating towards that. But like I said, losing her taught me, um, feel however the fuck you want to feel. If you want to be angry, be angry. If you want to be sad, be sad. If you want to be happy, be happy. If you want to be frustrated, be frustrated. But don't live in it, you know? Like, allow yourself to be angry and get through it and get past it because you can only get past it once you go through it. And... I allowed myself to feel however I felt unapologetically. And I loved that feeling. Not the feeling of being angry or the feeling of being sad, but the feeling of saying, Tasia, you can feel however you want to feel and don't beat yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad at yourself. Don't feel bad. Don't feel sad because you feel are valid. right. Yeah. I am valid. My feelings are valid. My experience is valid. And there is no right way to handle this situation. There isn't a right way to grieve. There isn't a wrong way to grieve. You know, like you grieve however you need to grieve to get to a better point. Exactly. And I was. I, it surprises me that I didn't know that before or not. I won't say that I didn't know it, but to really come and like have a reckoning with it and just say, damn, I'm allowing myself to just be free, free enough to be anything that I need to be or that I can be to get right. where I can be a better, you know, better me. You, so you honestly, to add to that, I feel like, you had so much going on because you know you you on go you you have our four things going on so i feel like losing your mom it made that was your solid person you didn't have her so i felt like you didn't have that grounding anymore 
So it forced you to have to figure out, hey, I got to find myself. I got to push through this because my rock's not here. So I got to be my, I have to be my rock. And I can't be there for nobody else right now. I got to be there for me. And I, and I watched you go through that. Yes. Like I, people don't understand it. Like people want to be there for you, but how can you? How can you? Right. You don't know how I feel. Right. You don't know the depths of what's going on. And it, it it really like pushes you to look at self. When I lost my mama, and a lot of people don't know this, I I was I'm, I've always been a very courageous person. There ain't shit out there that scares me. Like I've always it really been ain't. that person that's like that's why you my ride. Show, it really right, ain't. show me what it is and I'll conquer it. Period. That's okay. what it's been <laughs> like me. But after I lost my mom. Girl, I was afraid of the fucking wind. The wind blew hard. I, I was afraid of it. I was afraid of everything. I would get so afraid of everything. And I didn't realize how much of my strength and courage I had wrapped up in her and my security of having her. I was afraid of everything. So when I say you learn a lot like about yourself and you have to allow yourself to just be you, you allowing yourself to just be you helps you do the same thing that you were saying earlier, discover you, you know? Exactly. So exactly. My, that's my first thing is just like allow your, a lesson learned for me was just allow yourself to be the unadulterated you, just yes. you, times a billion, you. Right. Um, <laughs> a second one that kind of goes along with that is you start to realize a lot of other things that unravel because you're learning lessons. Mm -hmm. And I will say the the 30 marker is like a ball like a ball of yarn with like a piece of gold or or something you cherish <laughs> in the middle. Yep. It's like all of this stuff starts unraveling and you really see things for what they are. Mm -hmm. And another byproduct of me discovering myself and allowing myself to be free was me realizing how much my mom and my family taught me horrible boundaries. Like, <laughs> I had yes. horrible boundaries. I'm talking about... Um, so I'll give, you know, just a, a little bit of insight because I do share a lot of information on my, my, on our podcast. Like I share a, a lot of, a lot of me. You can learn. Yes, right. Man. I'm, I'm very transparent. Um, my father used to abuse my mother, but my mother, even though he used to abuse her and I'm talking about, it got really bad. You guys, I'm not going to go into super detail because that's a, you know, disclaimer, 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 um, talking about, you know, domestic violence, but. Um, my dad used to, to beat my mom and in abusing her, she never once had anything bad to say about this man. He's an alcoholic and she would never say a bad word about him. She would always say, your father has issues going on, but that doesn't make him a bad person. He's still a good person. You need to get to know him for yourself and you need to decide whether that's someone you want in your life. I will never be the person to decide that for you. And no matter our childhood growing up or anything that transpired, she never said, and, and it, it's, it sounds like this could just be like exaggeration and it's not. This woman has never said a bad thing about this man. And he has done a lot of bad things, mm -hmm. a lot of bad things. And um, 
I remember her just always allowing him access to her because mm-hmm. she loved and cared about him so much. She didn't want to be in a relationship with him, but she always allowed him to have access to her. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is if if he didn't have anything to eat, she'd be there for him to call. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For him to call. If he absolutely didn't have anywhere to sleep, he could sleep at our house. You know, he could sometimes mm-hmm. he would just come in our backyard in his car and sleep there. Like she always allowed him to have access to her uh, regardless of them not being together, separated, and then divorced. Like, she's still always... Now, do you? Why do you feel like he allowed him access? Was it just because she, you know, that's just, that was her personality, like she would never turn her back on somebody? Or, like, what do you feel like was, was causing her to allow him to, you know, continue to have access, even though, you know, he abused her? So my statement it, it, earlier, the lady had a, a heart of gold. Like whatever's better than gold, platinum, whatever, whatever you can think of that All is right. literally the purest form of love and care. Mm-hmm. She had that. She really, really, really looked past the things that people did to her to still try and Mm -hmm. be there for them. Because all the time she would teach us, you never know what someone has going on. You never know where they came from. Like, you don't know if they never experienced love. You don't know if they never got these things. So she would always open herself up and overextend herself to be there. Mm -hmm. But me, later on, I learned she taught us those things, even Mm -hmm. though she didn't physically say allow somebody to do this and still be there for them mm-hmm. she taught us me you know my brother horrible boundaries you can't let someone have access to you all the time especially right, someone right. who continues to be toxic in your life and I would find myself in relationships letting go but but still being available like mm-hmm. I'm not with my ex but if my mm-hmm. ex hits me up and he's like, oh, you know, let's hang out or yes, let's do this. I'm, I'm available. I'm here. Or like, well, even with friends, even with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had you repeat that about your mom because I was like, that sounds so familiar. Let me hear her say that one more time. <laughs> Let it's me, me you guys. Red's talking about me. <laughs> Listen, okay. But I'm going to go ahead and let you go ahead. Keep painting the story, baby. I just but, had to have you break it back. <laughs> Seriously, though, it, it is me because I've I've allowed people who have continuously been harmful and toxic to me and put me in very, very bad um, situations mentally mm-hmm. and physically still be in my life. And it's because I'm like my mom. I see I see the good in this person and I see the potential of what they could be. But potential isn't mm-hmm. always actual. So it, it taught me literally I can't say it enough horrible boundaries and when I when I I realized that it was like a light bulb went off I was like what mm-hmm. the fuck I can't be letting these people have access to me they right. draining my energy all like, of it <laughs> right it was literally like a light bulb went off and I finally understood like the woman's great she's an amazing person but she taught me some horrible boundaries that I need to I need to rethink I need to regather and I need to come back to a place where I can really say, hey, this isn't healthy for me. Mm-hmm. You got to go. Or right. even if it, our interactions 100% of the time aren't healthy, I need to have boundaries to say, this is where I draw the line. Or right. this is where I have to separate myself from this situation. 
And it may right. not be a hundred percent separation, but you gotta have some type of boundaries around you. Exactly. And that is a good segue to my my third one. Um, and y'all, if y'all who so before I tell you my third one, I'm gonna give y'all a little story because y'all know I like my stories. I love my stories. <laughs> so when I was in college, <laughs> when I was in college, um I was in this business writing class and I met this amazing person my first day who was in this class with their best friend at the time. And I remember looking at her and saying, damn, that's a nice ass leather jacket. It was like a caramel, camel color leather jacket. I was like, damn, that's a nice jacket. And she plus size. And she looked good. I was, y'all, I was fangirling. Listen, I was fangirling over somebody I did not know was going to be my best friend. Um, But I remember talking about me. It's red, (laughs) y'all. So I went over to Red and I was like, girl, we get that jacket for her. You look fly. Like, you know, give her a compliment. She looked good for real, y'all. She looked I was bit that day. Um, <laughs> I think you said Lane Bryan or Tori. You told me one of those that you got it from. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but I remember saying, I want to be friends with her. I remember <laughs> saying that in my so head. Good. Like, I want to be friends with this person. And... <laughs> We weren't friends that first day. So don't, don't think Listen, this is a love. You know why. <laughs> but you know later why. on, when um the class realized I was one of the smart people. <clears throat> yes, because Lord knows. They used to, what did y'all used to call our side of the classroom? I don't even remember. The uh, overachievers. <laughs> the overachievers. Yes. Excuse y'all me. Y'all were. Y'all um, were overachievers. <laughs> But they would come ask the overachievers for help, uh, even though we were overachievers. As it y'all was say. a business writing class. It was a business transaction. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Overachievers get it done. But anyhow, <laughs> anywho, I say that to say Red has known me a very long time, and this, like I said, this is a good segue into my third lesson that I've learned. Um, back in the day in college and in my twenties. Oh, I was hell. I give I give anybody hell. Please believe. Like, I don't take shit. I don't take mm-hmm. it the first time around. You don't get three times. I don't take it the first time around. Mm-hmm. I will get you to all the way together, period. Okay? And yeah. I wouldn't be nice about it. I wasn't nice about it. I wasn't rude, but I was not nice about it. I would get you together. Okay? You sure did. <laughs> Especially these men, y'all, y'all get the nice mm. uh, Tasia in the thirties, but in the twenties, y'all wasn't getting. Whew. So I say that to say, hey, anybody who dealt me in my twenties, listen, listen, <sighs> you got the best of me, and I don't regret it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got it for what it was, right? But um, that leads me to this point of me saying, um, it's not worth it, like. I look at this point and I, I realized uh, I realized a while ago that when you give it to people like that and for y'all don't understand the terminology or the slang when I say give it to people like that when you comfort somebody or you really tell them like it is sometimes it's rooted in self anger and self frustration and like things that you haven't dealt with 
because when you get to the point where you've actually dealt with those things and you've actually done like the shadow work and you've actually self-analyzed yourself Mm -hmm. and realized where all of these things are coming from, you realize it's really not worth my breath to go off on this person. It's not worth it. Now, don't get it twisted when it comes to racism or bigotry or misogyny or anything of that nature. Oh, it's worth it every time, no matter how oh, small it is. Right. Every time. But when it comes to other things like telling somebody, like, I'll give an example. Being in a relationship with somebody and you're great to them and they're not so great to you and then you telling them, oh, you gonna miss me. And da, da, da. It ain't worth it. They're right. not hearing you. Because right. if they heard you you wouldn't be in this situation. Y'all wouldn't be having the, this conversation. Right. So the best thing to do is to let them see it. If you're mm-hmm. a great person, they're going to see it. So that's what I mean when I say, like, it ain't worth it. Sometimes you going off on somebody or you setting the record straight, it doesn't mm-hmm. add anything to the encounter or the situation. Right. And I really, really learned that. Right. You gotta listen to them and watch them go through what they gonna go through and you keep living your life and you ain't even gotta tell them I'm living my best life. You just show it to them. And then when you hear that they just having a horrible time because they really messed up with a good person, you just be like, oh yeah, girl. Well, it'll be okay, friend. It'll be right. okay. <laughs> it will be okay. You will find the right person for you when you're ready to, to grow and do what you need to do and keep it moving. Right. It's okay to upgrade. You know, you right. gotta upgrade Right. I'm the definition of let me upgrade you because unfortunately what? I done upgra- upgraded a couple of people that I shouldn't have. <laughs> My current girlfriend, she definitely upgraded with me. So I'm gonna say that on air that she definitely upgraded with me. So Ooh. I love upgrades. I love them. Oh wait, this is not the petty episode. Let me let me bring it back. <laughs> This is not petty royalty. Let's bring okay. it back to lessons learned. You know I'm learned. a goddess. Let me bring it back. I'm... <laughs> well, let's do it this way. Lessons learned. We can be upgraded or we can upgrade somebody. But there's always a situation available to elevate yourself or Absolutely. elevate someone else. And in elevating someone else, it is elevating yourself. You know what I'm saying? So that's a great you lesson. You got to learn well. yourself. You got to learn yourself to, to be ready for that upgrade too. Because I feel like I would have missed out on some opportunities if I wasn't where I needed to be. Like, I needed to see certain things in myself so that I was ready to receive what I, you know, what I needed to receive. So, I feel like, girl, you got me talking about myself. I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. Talk about yourself. Red doesn't do this often, so we got to catch this on air. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. You're right. I do not do this often. I'm a little positive, but what you said earlier about how you should be free to speak about yourself and your feelings, I really felt that because I I honestly think a lot of times I would kind of beat around the bush instead of saying how I actually felt. And sometimes I would be more explosive with it because I was, you know, all my emotions were coming to a head. But I had to learn how to, okay, if this is something I really want to talk about, I need to be able to just take a step back and be okay with speaking on my feelings. So when you said that, that really, it really resonated with me that you should not be afraid to feel how you feel and speak on it. 
if somebody does not like hearing that you're upset with something that they said and you're coming to them calmly about it, hey, you know, I really don't like how this transpired, but you know what I'm saying? I, I understand and I'm just letting you know, I'm, 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 I'm a little hurt by it, but you know, we can move past it. If I can't tell you how I feel, you're not a true friend. You, you really not a true friend. Like, why would you get upset if these are my feelings? My feelings are valid. You know, I'll tell you something uh, else that my um, my therapist brought to my attention. Um, I don't really. I, well, now I'm fine with it. But previously, I didn't like talking about myself. I didn't like talking. I would always help other people talk about me. I would get on the phone. I would not talk about me. <laughs> I would talk about whatever else somebody else had going on. What's going on in their life? How can I help? How can I help? How can I help? But I would very mm-hmm. rarely talk about myself. And um, it wasn't because I didn't love myself or I didn't like myself, but you mm-hmm. know, she brought to my attention a lot of people who don't talk about themselves a lot is because um, they don't want to all necessarily deal with everything that's going on or everything that mm-hmm. has transpired in their past. They don't want to do the shadow work. And when I say shadow work, you guys, I'm talking about digging down deep. Um, to those things that hurt you, to those bad parts of your life, to the things that kind of like molded those parts of you that seem kind of scary or seem kind of down or seem kind of like um, fearful for you to, to deal with. That's, that's shadow work is delving into that, realizing what caused that, mm-hmm. allowing yourself to feel how you feel and moving and growing from it so that it doesn't have that hold on you. Um, and back to my statement though, it wasn't that I, I didn't want to deal with everything. I just, you don't really see yourself unless you talk about yourself. You know, you don't really see yourself. Um, and I would, I would, I would kind of distract myself by helping other people. And it wasn't that I didn't, didn't love helping. I love helping other people. That's just what I'm here for. But right. I wasn't doing myself justice by dealing with the things that had happened in my life and dealing with them on the level they should be dealt with. So that's another lesson that I was um, gifted. And what you were saying, Red, reminded me of that. It's just like talking about yourself, talking about what's going on in, in your life and not diminishing self by not allowing you to be open and free and give your expressions to the world, you know? Right. Yeah. 30 just be out here. Listen. <laughs> 30 said, oh, you thought your 20s was around? Nah. Get on in this here seat. Get comfortable. It's a few lights on on the dash. It's all right. We're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. But 30s, man, 30s definitely hit. Um, I... I'm going to transition into another um, major lesson. And honestly, motherhood, I, some of these mothers out here make this look so easy. They make it look so easy. You know, they have the little matching outfits and the matching shoes. And, you know, they got the little play dates with other kids. I'm sitting here thugging it out. I'm just like, you're not thugging it out. I am thugging it out. I'm just like, all right. Y'all don't like to hide. y'all don't like to eat certain foods. So I got a trick me to eat certain foods. These are many means we talking about. So we know no means no. That's Aiden, and we know Miss stare you down. That's Teresa. So that's what I encounter when it's time to eat, and this is every single time it's time to eat. 
I said, oh, motherhood said, oh, you're going to learn how to be patient today. Right. Um, I remember Aiden wouldn't eat anything. He was just like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Not, nothing. He wouldn't eat nothing. He wanted oatmeal. He wanted grits and some bacon. That's it. But now my baby, he's doing a little better. He well, I can there get him yet. to eat stuff. Even though he would, I could get him to eat it. I love me some Aiden. <laughs> listen, you, you know what? You really do get along with Aiden. You, just, you always knew how to talk to him because he would definitely eat for you. Because I was just like, I'm sitting here grilling him like, you gonna eat this food. You know what I'm saying? You gonna eat this food. This is what you got to eat. And he'd be like, come on, Aiden. And he'd just I would just there ask there him, like, don't you, don't you want to try it? Because the way that he would look at it is like, mm, I want to try it, but... I just gotta stick by what I say, and it's like right. mm, you don't have to. You could try it. You might like it, or you might not. But there's a small possibility, Aiden, that you might like it. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. He is. You know, some things he would try, and he was just like, "No, I don't he, like that." <laughs> but he just—it was just the fact that you could talk to him and get him to try it. You know. So it's like that was that was a it's, that's one of my challenges. Recently, I started potty training my son, and when I tell you, I don't know where the patience comes from at twelve and three o'clock in the morning, but I'm sitting there like, okay, son, I need you to go to the bathroom. Okay, it is twelve o'clock. You can go back to sleep. I got to wake this man up. Let me not call him this. Wake this little boy up just to get him to go to the bathroom so shout out to the mothers who got this right who started at the right time don't know what time we should have started this but i'm going through it i went from losing sleep when he was a baby because he had to sleep on my on my chest so now i'm losing sleep because i got a potty training and i'm just like what motherhood said oh we got lots of tricks and treats along the way and my daughter coming up right behind him and i'm just like okay I. I got this double trouble. I got it. I'm getting the hang of it. I, I see. I see. So, would you say a deeper is. lesson learned there is like patience and understanding? Girl, I done got me some patience from someone. Somebody hand delivered me some patience because I am not a patient person, but it is definitely teaching me patience. Motherhood said, okay, you're not patient, but we're going to show you what We're going to show you the way. And every step of the way, like, I learned a little patience. Like, I know my kids are going to take a little minute to eat because they picky eaters. Okay. Well, we're going to sit here and talk until y'all food is, is, you know, done or whatever we got to do. With my son, I know I got to take about 10 minutes to wake him up, but he'll go to the bathroom. You know, um, we, you know, we had recently had a little vacation where I took him out and they just, they love going to the park and Aiden got some drones for his birthday and you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing my son in a different way. And it's like, I'm learning. I'm learning my kids. I'm learning myself. And I'm got me some patience. So motherhood is definitely, um, I don't want to call it a battle in a negative sense, but it's definitely a lesson. It's an ongoing lesson. It's like school. Like you just, you, I'm basically in this 18 of life. I'm always going to be a mom. I'm always going to be learning. So I'm glad that I'm getting a grasp on it because it was rocky in the beginning. I was like, y'all do this about four or five times? Because I'm just like, okay, 
Okay. And for those of you who don't know um, Red that are listening to this podcast, Red is a hothead. So the little one, um, that's who, (laughs) that's the little girl. She gets that hot-headedness from her mommy, okay? So for Red to say, I'm learning patience and understanding that's, it's a big, it, and it may seem small to some other people, but it's really a big thing because right, right. when she says no means no, oh no, you're not getting red, butch, okay? At Period. all. At I'm all. Wall. I said what I said. If she I'm said like, no, and she said no, it's a no. And it doesn't turn into a maybe, it's a no. And it was a no right. yesterday, it's a no today, it's going to be a no tomorrow and 3,000 years from today. Okay? <laughs> That's it. Both my kids got my both my versions of no. You got the and no you, that okay. If you push the no answer, um, <laughs> you gonna get an explosion. So patience. <laughs> <laughs> I put holes in the earth when I'm angry, okay? And then I cover it back up with, okay, well, I'm glad I got it out. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Girl, we tell about business. Don't tell me, don't tell too much about my anger now. I still want to laugh. But it's a lesson learned because you know what? You are a lot more patient. Patient. You are a lot more receptive. And those are things like that you really, really have learned with your babies. It's just right. that patience, that understanding of like perceiving someone else's. And I'm not saying that you didn't, but to the depth that you have it now, perceiving right. someone else's experience and existence through their eyes or trying to empathize about their experience through their eyes. And and that's a big, big lesson that I can, I can, as your best friend, you know, physically say, I, I see this, I see this change. I hear this change. I view this change, you know? So Mm -hmm. kudos to, right, right. (laughs) Cause if it was 20 something, you know, Uh. yes. Wait, we going on eight? Oh no, 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 no! I was saying if it was um, if it was in your twenties, like, whew, yeah, girl, we didn't have some wild. I thought, ride. About, I thought you were talking about how long we've been friends. I was trying to count the little numbers. Oh my girl, gosh! Whoo! I met you in the, what? Two thousand and ten? Yeah, I really want to say it was two thousand ten. I really want to. I really feel like it was 2010. Oh my goodness. Hmm. So you've seen all my little changes. That's a long time. A long time. Absolutely. But I mean, like I said, I've been there and I've seen your growth. I've seen. When I tell you everything that you're speaking on right now, I'm like, you know what? Yep. She's right about that. She has been working on it. Like, I've watched you grow. And it, it's crazy. Like, I basically saw you in your 20s and to see your transition in your 30s, it's like, yep. So when you speak on your mind and your feelings, I'm like, okay, that's exactly how she feels. So it ain't no question. Ain't no gray area. Right. My mouth is um, no longer reckless. It's more so I'm going to say how I feel, but I'm not going to be reckless right. about it. Because Listen, I'm going <laughs> to say that again. She, girl, I need y'all to understand. Don't, don't let her lighthearted, her little, you know, her little giggle. Don't let her fool you, okay? When she was about ready to tell you about yourself, she gave you a little chance, a little small window. But if you ain't take that window, Wani was coming out, baby. Oh my goodness! 
Wani. Wani was my alter. Yo, so that's a part of my middle name, but Wani is my alter ego. And Wani will let you have it, period. No, <laughs> you will get it. There will be no regrets. It will be true and it will be reckless. <laughs> and I'm just a little pit bull on the side because, you know what I'm saying? She don't even need me by that point. But just in case you thought she was alone, I was on the side with her. But baby, <laughs> she didn't need nobody. I have grown a lot from that. I, it, I, you still get it. No, make no mistake. I'm still going to tell you about yourself. But I do a, right. a lot more classy and poised it now. Is so, it's so poised. Listen, it's going to have you wondering, like, okay, you're you going to second guess yourself. Because you're going to be like, wait a minute. She corrected me, but it's, it's, it's kind of smooth. Like, she ain't going to, she ain't going to. Nah, she still got the fire in there. Okay, what is the, what Denise call it? Denise calls it a classy read. Is that what she? Yes, <laughs> that's what it is. See, I needed Denise. I was looking for the word. It is a classy read. That's exactly what it is. Denise loves to call my reads classy reads. They are. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it, it's a it's a more classy read. It's 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 not as reckless and uh, gritty right. as as my twenties. Because right, right. I've grown from that. I'm I'm happy that I've grown from that. We we both come a long way. We have. I'm proud of us. I'm proud. I'm proud. We learn. We learning the lessons we supposed to learn. So I'm proud. You know, it's interesting it, to think of. It's it's kind of like you're blindfolded throughout your twenties, and not to say that you aren't experiencing things or you aren't seeing things or you're you're just uh, moving along aimlessly. Mm-hmm. It's more so like you, I felt like I didn't really, really, really see everything with 100% clarity until like I hit my 30s. That's not to say that I wasn't elevated or open or didn't see the world around me or didn't, you know, understand what was going on. I very much so did. I've always been very advanced in that way. But it was like when I hit 30 and after I lost my mother, it was like somebody Right. It was like a blindfold literally fell off. And I was like, huh. Like, mm, I don't like this. And we're going to go this direction. Right. That's like, different. literally, like, I'm seeing everything over again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and really an- really taking the time to analyze it and break it down and, and see how it's structured and go from there. And I not agree. just, oh, I see this. I acknowledge it. It's here. It's happening. Um, I'm going to keep pushing forward. It was more so like I really did stop to smell the roses, the Venus exactly. fly traps, the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you the understood everything. what that meant to actually stop and smell the roses. It wasn't right. just a, an automatic response. Oh, roses, flower, let me smell it. It was like, let me actually smell this rose. Like, you was, you was in it. Now you, now you're experiencing it in your 30s. Right. And, and people say stopping to smell the roses is the meaning means to kind of like take time to appreciate everything that's going on around you or everything that's happening in the moment but Mm -hmm. I I dig deeper than that like for me it was it was deeper than that was like not just enjoy the moment but enjoy what this experience has to offer for the rest of your life enjoy what this or not even enjoy break it down even more than that 
Stop to smell this rose. A rose emits a smell for what reason? So that it can be populate. A bee will be attracted to it. To, you know, like, it, break it down even more than that. What is the purpose right, of a rose? Right. Actually see it for what it is. To break right. down the whole entire picture. You're not just smelling the rose. You got the rose in your hand. You got the breeze. Like, the whole entire experience. Right. Why does a rose need to have a smell? Like, you break everything down and you really, really see it for what it is and how it relates to your life and the world around you. And Mm -hmm. that's when you realize, like, the blindfolds are off. When you start asking the question, why is it necessary for this rose to have a smell? You know? Absolutely. Not to go too deep in that lesson learned because <laughs> I no, need people like, to. I, I agree with you. Like that's that's honestly, um, and that'll transition me into um, this next lesson. And this lesson right here is honestly probably a little harder to talk about because it's actually an ongoing lesson. But it really ties into what you were saying about the blindfold coming off in your in your thirties. Um, I'm actually currently separated uh, from my husband, which, you know, I've mentioned that before. Um, but he was someone I got with in my 20s. And, you know, my 20s, I'm not going to say my 20s were terrible. I'm not going to say that I didn't have, you know, parts of my 20s that I enjoyed. But I really feel like um, I wasn't my true self in my 20s. I still was not living for me. I still... I still didn't really know who I, who I was. I can admit that. I basically, you know, was kind of, I, I just was going with the flow. Whatever I felt like I should be doing, that's what I did without any type of thought, without any type of, okay, let me process this. Let me not just, you know, go off an impulse. Let me actually see, you know, the full picture, not just smell the rose, but understand what's happening, the breeze, everything, actually did you not I, know who you were or were you not um confident in who you were um i'm gonna say honestly it was a little bit of both i honestly was not living in my true self for a very long time so to me there was parts of me that i did not know and did not understand because i just blocked that off and then there's parts of me that just did not speak up I did not speak up. I should have spoke up. I didn't. And I feel like now I I speak up. If it's something I don't like, something I don't agree with, something I don't understand, I speak up. I feel what I feel and I express it. Um, I feel like that didn't happen until I hit my 30s. I wasn't, I don't feel like, I, I won't say I was all bark in my 20s. But I feel like I held back a lot of who I was and I was afraid to walk in my true self. So in my 30s, the little blindfold fell off and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of holding back how I feel. I'm tired of not saying how I feel. And I'm tired of not walking in the direction that I'm meant to go. Like, I'm not going to fear being myself anymore. And the more I did that, the more I started seeing things for, not necessarily for what they were, but seeing things for just, I guess I was actually seeing it for the first time. I was actually experiencing certain things for the first time. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. 
And basically with, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna say his name, but basically with my relationship, with my marriage, I started seeing things that I didn't see before. I started um, realizing that a lot of times when we were talking, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. I learned that I had listening issues. So I started listening more. I started, all right, let me sit here and be quiet while he's talking so I can understand and hear what he's saying without me jumping off an impulse and interrupting. So when I started listening more and just started paying attention and just started embracing the whole entire moment, I realized like, oh, we're kind of different from each other. I don't like this shit. Just say right. what it is. I don't like, like it. Oh, and I've been here for your your listening journey, y'all. Like, I can really say Red has transitioned into somebody who actually listens, perceives, understands, decodes, like, is really hearing what you're saying because that was a, a hard point for her. So I can mm-hmm. honestly say, like, you listening has <laughs> elevated, has grown, has girl, grown up. It's okay. You can talk about it. You can say, girl, you've come a long way. You can talk on you it. You've come a long it. way. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I'm still you know, working I, on it, y'all. I'm getting there. I heard um, a saying once, and I don't remember who said it. So if anyone knows who said it and they want to shoot us an email and tell me who said it, but it said depression and anxiety is your being saying it doesn't want to play this character and this avatar anymore it doesn't want to play this character anymore it wants to be your being wants to be the real you um and i just thought i thought about that and i was like if you really think about that saying it's saying the anxiety and the depression that you have of what's going on in your life is the real you, the inner you, the being you, the being that is, you know, inhabiting your experience doesn't like this fake ass person that you're being, doesn't like this person that's denying self, doesn't like this person that wants to, that's trying to be something that it's not. And it's manifesting as anxiety and depression and sadness and other things that, and anger and other things that shouldn't be all because you're pushing yourself to do and be and experience something that's not you mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't have to and right. and I'm 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 really thankful to have this conversation even though I miss Denise I'm really thankful to have this conversation <laughs> we miss you Denise um but Denise will be back next week so it's fine But um, I'm really happy to have this conversation with you because I know personally we both have physically um, seen and experienced so much growth and lessons learned and knowledge from our experiences and we've gotten to do that firsthand. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really thankful for for this, um, this episode. And if you guys are so inclined to follow this podcast, you can catch us on Twitter. Mostly me, I'm talking shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought my listed, but mostly I'm retweeting my opinion. Right. You can catch me at Tasia underscore talks. Um, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, Denise is not here, but I'll still say Denise's handle for y'all because I like her handle. PD Rocks, P E E D E E Rocks. <laughs> 
Okay, listen, I ain't mad at it. You know I love me some South Carolina. And, <laughs> and I'm, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, girl. go ahead, go ahead. This is where you tell them how they can follow you, Red. Listen, you know I don't reach my talking limit. <laughs> but, of course, it's your girl, Red, and you can follow me on Twitter at Little Red Rider. Um, like I said, I mainly just retweet my opinion. That's pretty much it. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode this week. We will be back next week with another episode that is here for your flavor, here for your liking, here for your life, here for your soul, here for your experience, and here for your growth. So, I think, you know what, we need to to talk about um, some of this crazy stuff going on in the world around us because it's some crazy stuff going on. Um, really crazy stuff going on every Wednesday and I'm going to get this right because I'll be getting it wrong but every, <laughs> every Wednesday at 4pm Pacific <laughs> Standard Time you can catch this podcast episode being released um, and if you don't have the pleasure of staying on the West Coast like some of us do then no. for you <laughs> For my East Coast people that I still love so dearly, you can catch this episode being released at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday. Um, In two weeks, we'll be back with the book of the month for next month. So, yeah, we'll be ready for you. I'll see y'all next week. Same time, same place. I'm ready. I'm going to find out that I'm going to get one. All right.